Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And now, coming to you live from atop the Goldenrod City Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Puckle TCG Cast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 35 of the Puckle TCG Cast. I am your host, Lord Yashiro, and of course, you guys know that Puckle stands for Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name our fearless leader Thatch came up with, and we're just rolling with it. We got a few news to go along, and after that, we're gonna tackle the topic of expanded, which has been a something that is uh, a topic very popular nowadays, thanks to last regionals. And from there on, we're gonna move on with some emails and your favorite part, Pokemon 15 questions. But before all of that that I just mentioned, we are going to introduce our new our two co-hosts first. Uh, it is said that as a basic rule of war, uh, war, it is clearly stated that it's illegal to use this guy. It's Gator. Hey, everybody. What's going on? <laughs> welcome, man. Welcome. And uh, returning once more, we have uh, a man. Some say that a man that actually found the fountain of, Jew, uh, of uh, youth, but didn't drink from it because he really wasn't feeling that thirsty. And that is our Sigma. It's good to be back so quick. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, so, with that, uh, I want to post a question for you guys. What guys have you been doing lately? What have you been running? Gator, in your uh, true George, uh, judge fashion, tell me. What are uh, you playing? Well, I went and built a lot of decks Saturday night. Um I had not really done anything for the new rotation except to build Guardi post-rotation. So I needed to go and feel out what was happening. So I went ahead and put together um, Guardi, Rainbow Road, Vikavolt Bulu, Volcanion and Friends. Um, who else did I put together? Um, there was a couple others. And then for Expanded, I just finished putting together uh, Darkrai. And, uh, of course, that joins my Trev and Sableye Garb lists. So that's what I'm kind of playing around with here lately. Yeah, no, definitely. You're just juggling around decks. How oh. about you, RC? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I built, I know what I built. I built two still decks. I built a uh, uh, Metagross 
uh, post-rotation, which looks really fun. And I bro- built a Solgaleo Requaza. That looks okay. fun. It's using the the new colorless Requaza to reattach oh, energy. Oh, yeah, they reattach energy ones. Okay, well, how about you, Sigma? What have you been playing around with? Oh, I've just been playing around with Rainbow Road again. I'm happy to see it back in the format. <laughs> Yeah, we saw a revival of Rainbow Road. Now, uh, so we got Evelta, uh, not Evelta, sorry, uh, Cernia is coming back, uh, ringing some nightmares. Uh, what do you think particularly that brings that deck back? Um, I'm not really sure, actually. Uh, there's less parallel cities going around because mm. nobody cares. People just play pseudo Wudo if they want to restrict the bench. So that probably, that's been helping a lot. And. It yeah. also hits a lot of things in the format really hard because you can easily hit for like 240 damage on things like Alolan Nightdales and Glissopod. Yes, so. you're right. It does. And, and it... A... Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. And you can get a quick setup too with a Xerneas on the bench with just a Max Elixir and a double colorless and be hitting relatively quick. So, yeah, but it's well. definitely glad to, uh, good to see it back. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and, as always, move on to the next section, which will be the news. So, how's about we go ahead and we drop it? It's the news, and, uh... Usually we talk about some cards, and we're trying to reduce that amount, and really I wanted to focus this episode to give you the news of the 2018 season has begun, and we wanted to let you guys know, give you the heads up of when and where and uh, what formats these tournaments on, so I want to dedicate some time in the news section to let you guys know so you can start planning your schedules around the new season that is 2018. Um... First, we're going to go ahead with a North America Regional Championships, which is obviously very important. Gator, do you want to go ahead through those? Okay, so they're the internationals, is that, was that what you mean? No, or they're regular the, regionals. Yeah. Just regionals for North oh, America. Oh, North America. All right, well, coming up this coming weekend, isn't it, or the weekend after, is Connecticut, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be a standard tournament. Yep. So this is going to be our first real shakedown of the new standard meta. Um, there's a lot of different decks that are coming out right now that are getting brewed. You got Ho-Oh Salazzles. You've got some very interesting things, uh, coming up on the, uh, the schedule. Mm-hmm. So, um, actually I think, no, um, I'm mistaken. It's the last weekend of September, so it should be 930. Um, mm-hmm. so you guys are hearing it this week. Um, and then after that we have, uh, our very own Florida Regionals, uh, over in Daytona Beach, which is going to be an expanded tournament. Yeah. Um, and then we have, um, that's going to be on October 7th. Um, and then October 14th, the weekend after that, we'll have our second standard tournament of the season at, uh, um, in British Columbia at the uh, Sheraton Vancouver Airport Hotel. So that's yeah. going to be Canada getting a nice little... Yeah, brothers from the north, the white, yeah, the great white but... north are getting their own little tournament uh, for the regionals this summer round. Um, we also have for our friends in Europe, like the, our British gents and our fluffiest windsocks, we also are going to have the one, at least the one schedule for this year would be a uh, the one in musical, uh, musical theater in Bremen, Germany. It's a standard that is going to go through uh, September 16 to the 17th. 
So which was for, last weekend? Which was last weekend? I just realized. <laughs> well, yes. See, the, here's the thing, though. So the guys that we're just giving you the stuff for this year, we haven't given you the 2018 yeah. stuff. Yeah. And the other side of the coin too is there's going to be a lot more special events this season. So mm-hmm. this might not be just the only thing you can get championship points at. So Correct. You always stay tuned for those smaller uh, store tournaments that are always going to be available. These are the big hitters, the ones that you might want to prepare a little extra for that is well, the, not the, that local. The special events are getting you the same payout as um, the regionals now. Oh. Um, so this is your chance to swoop in and get some points if you can get the scoop on people. Yeah. Um, this is awesome. I'm excited it, to see what the season does. It really does. It really does, uh, did loosen the requirements a little bit so more people can definitely participate and have a chance to get to Worlds. Uh, and uh, with Worlds, we have the international championship. Sigma, when is our next international one coming up? Well, the only international championship we're going to see this year is in London on November 17th to 19th. So if you're not playing the new games that are coming out that weekend, uh, you can enjoy that. <laughs> yes, because that's <laughs> everyone's going to be definitely. Oh, that's that's Christmas weekend. That's that's the weekend where most games are going to be out for Christmas. So should be an exciting one for sure. <laughs> um, moving from those events that you will get you those championship points or you have to earn them. The way you get them is to the next sets that are coming in. And of course, we have two of them. We got Shining Legends is arriving uh, in October 6th. And it's basically a so what we call a sup set or a um, a mid set where it's a set not that big. It only contains 87 cards, if I'm not mistaken. And um, it's usually promo. So it, the, the, the best one that we can describe this is Generations. This is kind of like gen- the Generation sets that we had not too long ago. Uh, this is basically continuing that. Uh, and after that, we do have the gr- next big one. And that is Crimson's Invasions. Of course, that's the English translations of Awakened Heroes and Ultra Dimensional Beasts, which features our Ultra Beasts. This arrives, of course, at November 3, another hot month. So save your wallet for that month. It's going to be horrible. Bad, bad, bad. Um, so with those cards, you're going to go ahead and participate on future events and try to earn yourself some championship points. Um, so uh, let's drop it there with the news and let's move on to Topical Beach because we have a lot of fun discussions to go and we're going to talk about Expanded. So uh, with that... Let's go ahead and grab our piña coladas, our sun umbrellas, because we are going to go to the beach to get some topical. And that was really lame. We'll be right back. Welcome to Topical Beach. Feel the, uh, feel the wind in your face and the sun in your eye, because it is Topical Beach, and this topic that we're going to bring you is none other than Expanded. Expanded is one of the two officially sanctioned formats that the Pokemon TCG uses in every single uh, big event. Well, not every single, and partially some of them. Uh, the other ones being, of course, Standard. Uh, Expanded has a very large uh, amount of uh, sets involved. It's quite larger than Standard for obvious reasons, and that includes in the current format, which has been for the past three years, um, from black and white all the way up to the current set. And the reason why we are talking about Expanded is because we know that there's a lot of questions about how has the rotation, not the rotation, how the new sets, how X and Y has 
effect, uh, affected expanded and what decks are currently being seen. Now, we saw uh, the last regional that uh, Nightmare is still around. So let's go ahead and discuss the things that is expanded. The, what com- What is it about? And is it really something that is considered to be pretty balanced? Is it? We don't know. So let's. I'm gonna post to you guys my next question. Do you guys think that expanded is in any shape or form broken? Let's start with you, Gator. Uh, no. Expanded. It happens to be my favorite format because there's so many options. Um, there is no guaranteed deck that's gonna come out winning, which makes a lot of the pro players pretty cranky. Yeah. But I think for in general, just to see like variety happening. I find it to be very interesting to see the amount of decks because it's right now it's pretty much the only format because standard gets solved pretty easily. Um, it's usually rock paper scissors, whereas expanded somebody could come in with a rogue deck and just blow everyone away because the card pool is so deep. Yeah, it is. It does add this level of complete randomness that uh, people seem to enjoy. Notice that I say people, and not myself. <laughs> Uh, but but you, Sigma, what do you think about Expanded? Do you think it's something that is really well balanced and uh, not at all completely crazy? Uh, yeah, I have, I agree with Gator right now. It's not in a terrible place. It's actually pretty fun. There's a lot of standard decks popping up with just some better cards placed in, like your VS Seekers and your A-Spec of choice. And sometimes you get good cards like blacksmith coming back and it's nice to have somewhere to put the cards that you've been playing with so yeah go ahead yeah as long as you're not playing against latios on the ptcgo ladder it's not a bad place (laughs) well and the other thing too is like here's the deal you have so many new cards that people don't bother to look for the interactions with so like you get some really interesting results where you Mm. start like comparing the reactions like omnipoke on his review for expanded format coming up, had some sort of combination with like Salazzle and the uh, old Nine Tails, um, mm. and so mm. like what is I don't know what the deck was supposed to be, where he was going with it, but he's like this is super cool and I want somebody to do this. Like you, do, there's just so many options there to come up with new and interesting things. But granted, people are still going to play Night March, Darkrai, Trevenant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, those decks will always be popping up. There's no way of just killing them. They're zombie decks for some reason. But my real thought about expansion, I do enjoy it. And yes, I do concur with both Gator and uh, R Sigma that it is pretty well balanced. In fact, it is. it has to be for it to work. And that's why out of all of the formats... Uh, right now, Expanded is the only one that actually has a ban list. And we have a few cards that are Expanded. We'll get to those in a minute. So it is pretty well at least thought through. And whenever get, whenever something gets too out of hand, uh, of course, that's where uh, the ban list, the ban handle will drop from the sky and make sure that those cards that are causing a little bit of problem in the format gets out, get out, so the rest of the cards can function and the game can move on as it is. The reason I expanded is not necessarily my favorite one is because of all the reasons that you guys like it. <laughs> the, by, <laughs> I, the reason that is there's so many cards, there's so many more options to play. Uh, one of the aspects, not just of Pokemon TCG, this is really me in general in playing card games, is that the reason I like standard is the fact that it is a very, very shallow pool of 
opportunities. So it, this shall, yes, less randomness in a standard. However, it gives you the opportunity to play the strategic game of the meta and be able to read what is being working and you'll be able to predict what you might encounter in tournaments. That for me is as much as part of the, uh, of the game that it is building decks or uh, actually playing the game is me figuring out what would work. And Expanded makes it a little bit, if not a lot harder, to be able to, be able to identify that, because there's just so many options. And like what Gator said, one of the fun things, because it is fun, uh, about Expanded is the fact that this random deck, this random rogue deck, will appear out of nowhere and completely destroy everyone just because no one was prepared. And that's definitely is exciting and well needed. It's just not my cup of tea. I prefer to have games that I can definitely wrap my hand around and say, okay, what would I be able to get? Uh, what would I be facing? What can I add or take out of my deck to make it work against these big decks that are working around? All that beautiful stuff from the TCG is definitely something that I enjoy. Um, regardless, and that being said... We love Expanded, and we are definitely glad. I, at one point in this podcast, I did say that I was kind of annoyed that Expanded was part of the regionals. Um, I take that back. And I take that back uh, most recently because of the last uh, rotations where we had some amazing games with some great decks, including even though uh, Night March was absolutely everywhere there. Uh, we did see some amazing Dark Christ uh, decks coming out uh, in combination with new cards. So it's definitely something that it's needed in the in the game overall, and I'm just glad. Um, and we all have our favorite stuff, and I'm, the guys already covered most of theirs, right? The randomness, the, the more opportunities. Um, but I want to ask you guys, what has been your favorite uh, deck expanded? Uh, that you really want to hammer down and play. Sigma, let's start with you. Uh, for the longest time, it was Volcanion EX. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a very consistent deck with all the Shamans and all the... Le- well, Lele's were only recently added, but yeah. you get your Shamans and then you use your Blacksmiths and hit real hard with your Volcanions. And you can set up really quick, too. So that was a, that's a fun time. And before that, it was Eels. Mm. Eels because, uh, being the one explain the bit. Uh Eels is using electric and Raiko. Um yeah, electric and Raiko. Or if you're cheeky, you can get a Mewtwo EX in there with that. <laughs> <laughs> you can get cheeky with that, yes. Yeah. Uh but electric from I think it's Noble Victories, but it's from one of the black and white sets that lets you put an elect a lightning energy from your discard onto one of your benched Pokemon, which yeah. we see that effect. In Magneton right now. Magnezone right now has that too. No, that's... Uh, Bronzong was the one that used to do it. Yes, Bronzong. Yes, you're right. Okay. Um, And what about you, Gator? Um... (laughs) You know my favorite deck. (laughs) Oh, I do, I do, I do. Sableye Garb by... Oh my god. Explain to our audience the nightmare that is this deck. Okay, so Sableye Garb is really fun if you really want to sit across from your opponent and just have a nice conversation for about 50 minutes because they're going to be saying pass while you do stuff. Um, so they're either going to hate you or they're just going to like accept their fate and be really friendly. Basically, the way it works is... Uh, or Sableye. laugh the whole game like I did when I played against it. I just laughed. <laughs> Uh, like, it took a, you can do. Like, it, it took a little cut. bit, it, it took a little bit of self, uh, of restraint for that laughter not to turn into tears. Continue. 
So basically, the way the deck works for those unfamiliar is a Sableye has an ability called Junk Hunt, which used to be an item card way back in uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Anyway, for one Darkness Energy, Sableye is able to pull two item cards out of the discard pile. Um, you combine this with Puzzle of Time, and that means you're able to pull any two cards you want out of your discard pile at a given time. So the deck doesn't really care about going through your deck really fast because you're able to have more access to your resources. And then uh, it uses a variety of denial, um, hammers, uh, different supporters like Team Flare Grunt and Delinquent, um, things like Zerosic to target special energies if you're under item lock, uh, Lysanders to pull up big heavy things. Um, and basically you deny your opponent their energy and then mill their deck. Um, and you also deny them their abilities with Garbodor. Yep. So the basic idea is it's a control deck. It's not just about the milling. It's about getting your opponent to a zero-card hand and controlling their top deck with trick shovels and then milling them until they're done. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. In, in, in a... Not in a bad way, in a well, yes, if you're playing against it, it's in a bad <laughs> way, but it, it's definitely a very creative deck for sure. Um, my favorite deck, um, it's definitely one that is Eveltal and Mega Manetric. It, it was, I had a special place in my heart for this deck because this is the deck I immediately constructed, uh, when I came back. I came back to the Pokemon, um, trading card games after like a three year hiatus. Um, and I came back to the X and Y release, and the Evelta had come out, and uh, at this point, I think it's, uh, we see Mega Manetric all the way in Primal Crash, if I'm not mistaken. Um, for those who don't know, Mega Manetric has a one attack, costs two, uh, two energies, and basically states, uh, it does 110 damage, but you can place any two energies from your discard pile onto, uh, your Pokemon in your bench, or any Pokemon. Um... That combined with battle compressors allowing me to find those energies from my deck and put them on the discard pile would allow Mega Manetric to do a consistent amount of good damage while at the same time powering up Ivelta for the kill. Um, very fun deck. I, it's what I used to, for me, Mega Manetric was one of those forgettable Pokemons that I never thought of. And after that deck, uh, I built that deck. It became one of my favorites. Uh, so definitely has this very special place in my heart. Um, and I still play it and expand it if I can. Uh, it has a few new tricks uh, to add in that deck, so uh, it's definitely, definitely fun. Now, I already when we play expanded, like, I already mentioned my my problems with well the randomness to us expand. It's what turns me off to expanded. But I want to hear what are you guys are your conflicts with uh, expanded. When you play expanded, what are the things that you fear the most or you're worried about um, when you play expanded? Uh, that be either thinking game wise, um, right? The randomness, right? You don't know what to expect. To all the way to oh, there's more cards you need to buy. Uh, so Gator, let's start with you. What's your deal with expanded? Um, I got into expanded last year before we ended up getting all this craziness with the cross of the A specs. Yeah. So it's not been that big of a deal for me this year. The only thing I needed to get into expanded for this season was some Necrozmas for my Trev deck and some Darkrai GXs for my Darkrai deck. Like, it was pretty pretty straightforward for me. Um, my best advice here is to just uh, look at some of the top results and see what you can't modify that you already have. 
Um, your biggest hurdle is going to be the A specs because those shot up in price because everybody's oh, yeah. trying to jump in. Um, and the same with like dark patches and things. So if you're wanting to play dark a lot, dark patches are about fifteen bucks a piece. So good luck to you. Yeah, uh, VS <laughs> Seeker price last year is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. What about you, Sigma? What are things uh, either from card prices all the way to just the strategy around it? What's the things that uh, irk you about the expanded? Well, I'll be curious to see where they find ways to increase availability of those ace specs. Mm, yeah. Um, because right now they're not putting those super rare items in like their pre deck, pre pre composed decks that are feature a bunch of cards from like the black and white era yeah um so it'll be interesting to see if they find a place to make those they they're going more the promo route with those right now which i don't think is the right way um but also uh turn one item lock decks <laughs> yes <still> a, <laughs> um whether yes. that be through gets it which is a risk or trevenant, trevenant. yep those but, really do um for those of you at home that are listening, Trevenant uh, has a uh, Pokemon ability that blocks tool cards. Um, and you're able, you're possible, it's completely possible for you to be able to get a Trevenant on turn one with the thanks of Wally, for example, um, and completely lock out your opponent from using item cards at all throughout the whole game. Pretty ridiculous. Um, that's definitely one thing that, one of the few things that, um, that annoy me one of for me definitely uh some of those old cards you're just glad to see them die one for me was um hypnotastic laser <laughs> hypnotastic laser is a nightmare of a card when you play against it and basically it's a tool uh not a tool sorry an item card that when you use it your opponent is automatically asleep and poisoned um and this yes this is an item card it's just a nightmare to deal with when your opponent, you can add basically those two status afflictions to any of the Pokemon that you're using to attack, increasing their damage output at the same time putting a hamper uh, in your turn, whether or not you end up waking up or not. So uh, that card always makes me unhappy every time I see it. When it was finally rotated out, I was really happy. And every time I go back to expand it, it's just, ugh, it's kind of hurt. It hurts. Now, Hypnotastic Laser might be a card that is difficult to fight against, but it's not completely unbalanced. No, 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 no. It's a completely balanced card. But there are a few, three in particular at the moment, that are not so much. And were actually one of them didn't even touch Expanded. As soon as rotation happened, it was <laughs> kicked out. It, said it went to the no visit, no, no, uh, no entry list, no fly zone, and, uh, it got cut out, and that is Forest of Giant Plants. Next to that, we also have Lysander's Trump card, which is the infamous card that we all know why it's got banned. And of course, Expanded also includes a ban in Archeops. I wish I had Scrawn here to talk about Archeops a little bit. But my <laughs> question to you guys is this. Do you agree with the banning of these cards? Do you think that... I remember that when Forest of Giant Plants was announced that it was going to be banned, there was a slight discussion at our TCG chat room uh and uh shameless plug hey, go to facebook.com <laughs> i called it before it got banned i said it was gonna get banned oh yeah i think uh, uh, a, go ahead number of people suspected that it would it had the potential to be banned because it is kind of unfair <laughs> why uh can you guys give me an example as to why this is this is why this is banned 
uh, let's see, we've got reasons like Decidueye, Excelgore is annoying. Trevenant might have started using it. I don't really know. Well, Vileplume. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, here's the thing, though, right? I think it was banned not so much of what it could do, but what it limited the designers to do. Um, When you have a card like that, you have to consider every card that comes out afterwards. Um, So if they wanted to make, if they accidentally made something broken for grass that was Sage 3 and they could get it up in one turn because of Forest, like it's just fundamentally going to shift the way they have to design cards. So mm. I think as from more of a design perspective, it's it was better for it to go. Um, just like with Archaeops, they actually, they there is some discussion. So if you're curious why certain cards got banned, the exact reasoning, they have it listed on the Pokemon website yeah. when they mm-hmm. announced oh, no, yeah. bans. Um, and one of the things they talked about in banning Archaeops was how they could have banned Archies or Maxis instead. Yeah. Uh, it was Maxis that they were going to ban. Um, so there's, there's all kinds of potential for the way they design these cards and it's a very specific process to it. So I'm pretty sure like it's a net positive to have forest banned, even though some people would like other ways to go. And I think that's because they've invested in their deciduous. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. One of the big reasons, um, that, uh, giant supply, uh, uh, for, uh, oh my god, Forest of Giant Plants <laughs> got banned. Uh, it's for another card that used to be banned, but got unbanned thanks to the un, uh, to the banning of Giant, uh, Forest of Giant Plants, and that is the Shift 3 from Next Destinies. Um, Shift 3 has a very, very interesting ability. Now, we had both, uh, the basic and the stage 1 Pokemon from the Shift 3 line. Um, they were both grass, so they could use and take advantage of Forest of Giant Plants and evolve all the way up to Shift 3. In turn one, and Shift 3 had this particular Pokemon ability, Giant Fan. When you play this Pokemon from your hand to evolve one of your Pokemon, you may flip a coin. If hats, choose one of your opponent's Pokemon. Your opponent shuffles that Pokemon and all cards attached to it into his or her hand. If you're able to go first and your opponent puts one basic Pokemon in his active, no bench, and you are able to evolve thanks to for, uh Forest of Giant Plants to evolve your Shift 3 all the way in turn 1, you could potentially, well, even attacking, make your opponent lose the game. And that was pretty, pretty broken. Uh, and uh, that was definitely one of the heavy weights as to why uh, it just couldn't happen. There's so many good grass Pokemon out there that could give such an advantage in turn 1 before your opponent even has a chance to draw a card. So, um... Yeah, I have to agree with that banning of uh, Forest of Giant Plants. It really did need to go. Um, Arcubes, for those who don't know, I know you heard Gator talking about it. That's the one that has an ability that basically does not... Uh, is it does not allow damage? Uh, evolve? You can't, uh, you can't evolve, evolve a Pokemon from your hand. Yeah, correct. So you are not able to evolve Pokemon uh, completely if, you're, if your deck is uh, full of evolutions. You couldn't get those evolutions down. Uh, and thanks to both, uh, like uh, everything Gator said, uh, Archie's Ace, uh, Ace in a Hole and Maxi's Hidden Ball Trick, you could get Archips in turn one if you were yeah. lucky enough to pull the cards, which would now, again, completely already set the game who will win from the first turn. So they were pretty, pretty, pretty crazy cards. Um, so we have a few banned cards and we just definitely have to agree with the, with them. Um, now, we already talked about which ones are our favorite decks, and 
why we're excited that Expanded is taking such a huge turn nowadays uh, uh, with the new Sun and Moon cards and really taking a life of its own with just these you can see cards that w they're completely new they just arrive in the newest set and you when you read it like Mars Shadow GX your first thought is oh my god this is going to kill and expand it uh, uh, Mars Shadow of course being a great support for um, Night March now with 2018 coming up ahead, let's give our viewers some tips. Gator, what do you recommend for Expanded coming this next year? Um, play Night March, Darkrai, or Trev. <laughs> um, honestly, though, like, pick a pet deck and stick with it. Um, learn that deck really well and learn your matchups. Because one of the things about Expanded is since there is a broader card pool, your matchups are going to count more. And we all like to say in Pokemon, you have your auto losses. Well, you have to learn how to navigate and make the call. So I would pick at least one deck, know it, and then pick a second deck that you're really good with so you can make meta calls if you are going into a big tournament. Because, you know, nobody expected Night March to do well, but the meta was wide open for it because it has a good matchup with Darkrai. Yeah. Um, so that might mean that at Daytona, we see a lot more Trev coming out because Trev counters Night March. So it really is just going to be dependent on what people are playing. Um, and if you can avoid your bad matchups, then a lot of the times you end up golden. So it's, yeah. it's one of those things where it's a lot it's a lot more knowing the meta to do well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, you. I would have to disagree a little bit more than standard, knowing the meta more than standard. More about knowing well, your standard, particular standard. There's usually deck. like four decks that you need to know. <laughs> Whereas in expanded, if you don't you know what? how your matchup plays out with things, you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, you could play nine different games in nine rounds, yeah. or nine different decks in nine rounds. Yeah, I mean, and, odds are like three of them are gonna be the one deck, and two of them are gonna be another, and then you'll find some other decks out there. But yeah, it is important to know the popular decks at least and try to know some of the other things that are on this fringe because knowing is part of what you need to do to i could it. probably point at 20 different decks right now that could potentially top the tournament and expanded oh mm -hmm. yeah yeah Easily. well that's exactly my point yes uh but you can't prepare for all those 20 what you most can do is no but i not prepare i'm not saying test against all your matchups i'm saying know your matchups that's okay, what yeah. you can yeah. but there's no way you're going to be able to... The, you shouldn't be putting reps against the 20 different decks. You should be putting your reps in against Darkrai. You should be putting your reps in against Night March and Trev. You should be putting your reps in against Toad um, and things and like that. And, and the then, work or, then work arounds to where you find yourself in situations where you didn't expect yourself to be. Yeah. Just yeah. look up... Like, talk to people. That's one of the other yeah. things, too. It's very important to talk to people, learn what they're playing. Just get, start to get an idea for it. If you've never played Expanded before... It can be overwhelming because of the amount of cards, but it is easy to pick up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can easily, I believe Fort Wayne had plenty of decks that were like maybe 60% standard cards. Yeah, yeah, it could be completely like almost all, yes. Most of the decks, uh, we saw Galissapod twice. Yeah, you throw Wayne's. in your VS Seekers, you throw mm -hmm. in your Shamans, and you're probably good. Yeah. And a lot of different decks, and your Ace back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so, mean, yeah, we talked about you know the, those uh, Gator talks about those decks, but in the last 
you know, we had new decks like Galesopod and Gardevoir there just screening up. It's just, it is, to me at least, at the very least, to me it's harder to determine what are you going to find in, in Expanded. Well, I think uh, those were going to be like one-trick ponies because people weren't expecting them. It's, mm. again, it's, if you don't know what to expect, you don't know how to play against it, then you're going to have mm-hmm. a bad time. People, mm-hmm. If you have to learn on the fly how to beat a deck, then odds are they have an advantage and they're going to win. Yeah. So. Oh, sure. Okay. Um. So, yeah, guys, that's basically it for Expanded. This year will bring a lot of interesting match in our championships, and I can't wait to see all the streams. All of them. I want them all. With that, we are going to end Topical Beach and move on to our deck of the episode right after a word from our sponsors. So... We'll be right back. Beat up Pigeons, Pidgeot Emporium. We got Pidgeys, Pidgeotos, Pidgeots, and all your basic flying normal type Pokemon. Need a Farfetch? Got it. Need a Dario? Got it. Need a Staravia? Got it. Need a P-Dub? Got it. Need an average flying type Route 1 exclusive Pokemon? We got it. One more time. That's Peter Pigeons, Pidgeot Emporium. One final time. That's Peter Pigeons, Pidgeot Emporium. Go check us out today and tell them Puckle TCG cast sent you for a 20% discount. Wow, we a 20% discount? No, make that a 25% discount. Do I have to make a 30? There it is. 30% discount. And so for that 30% discount, Peter Pigeon's Pidgeotoporium. If we don't have it, it is an average. It is the deck of the episode. It is time to check what is the deck of the episode. And we were planning to give you a little bit more something more old school. But in reality, let's keep things a little fresh. And let's go and speak and discuss Sam Shin's deck in the last regional. And that is Turtonator Volcanion. Um, pure fire. It's really nice to see fire back after quite some time of it being not that much played. Volcanion surely was the beginning of the rise of fire. And now it's just got a lot of support. Let's go through this deck a little bit. Sigma, what Pokemons can we encounter in this deck? Okay, so we have three Turtonator GXs, three Volcanion EXs, a couple Volcanions, a Ho-Oh GX, uh, two shamans and a tapu lele. The deck is pretty self-explaining, really. So we got our main attackers in the form of Tortinator GX. Tortinator GX just does a lot of damage. Its second attack, which is the one we want to focus on, um, for two fire and one colorless, it does 160 damage by discarding two fire energies from it. That's with a choice ban, for example, that's doing a nice 190, able to to knock out a Lapras if need be, um, which is kind of convenient since it's really weak to water. Now, that doesn't end there because Volcanion EX, with its ability, is there to support. Gator, how does the rest of the cards here synergize? Okay, so... And the other thing too, guys, if you want this whole deck list, you don't have to like frantically pull over and write this down. Um, you can find <laughs> this on Pokemon.com. Um, just look up the 2018 Championship Series results, and his is the second deck because he took second to Pramawat with his Nightmarsh deck. Um, so basically, the way this deck works is you're looking to get your Volcanions on the bench, and once your Volcanions are on the bench, you can power up your fi- your basic fire attackers with steam ups. Um, Ho Oh is great. Um, as, like, you're one of tech, because Ho-Oh is coincidentally not weak to water like the rest of the cards in this deck, so that gives it a big advantage right now, especially with not a lot of things playing Lightning. The only thing you really have to judge is Doltic, but if you're playing Night March, you don't even need to commit the Ho-Oh. Um, you can just commit with the baby Volcanion and start wrecking. Um, 
the shamans are there to draw through your deck so you can get your good start turn one. Um, because with the supporters in this deck, including Huawei and Blacksmith, you can potentially get a Volcanion EX set up turn one ready to go, uh, or turn two if you're attacking, and attacking with a Volcanion EX. Um, this deck is that powerful. So hitting 130 um, even more with steam ups on turn two is nutso. Um, so that's where the cards end up coming into play here. With that, the rest of the trainer cards, uh, the uh, at least the ones that are worth knowledge, uh, taking some knowledge, is the new cards added uh, in the form of Acerola and Kiawe, of course, being crucial for a fire deck. Even though this one just carries one. Uh, other than that, you I have wouldn't a... call it crucial. I think it's a really good option for turn one setup with Lele, especially if you're starting something like Ho Oh, where yeah. you want those four fire energy. But honestly, Blacksmith is the card is my go to supporter for this deck. Oh, absolutely. Let's get into the yeah, yeah. Um, I would so yeah, I wouldn't call it Kiawe. I think Kiawe's cute more than anything. Cute <laughs> because it's it's essentially a dead card after turn one. Yeah, you don't want to give up your turn to not attack. Yeah. Okay, so any last comments here on this deck, uh, Sigma? Oh, I actually watched it in the finals, and it was a really sad game when you played three Karens and still lost to that Night March in that oh, game. Yeah, that sounds painful. <laughs> uh, that was sad. <laughs> oh, but God, yes. I really do like this style, of, or playing this style of deck in Expanded, so I can definitely recommend play, picking it up and trying it out. Yeah. It's really cool seeing big monsters all in one place, and this deck definitely gives you big monsters. Um, I think it's interesting he only played one Guzma as well. Um, yeah. That was a really strange play on, on from what I understand, because then you're not attacking with Volcanion. But with four oh, versus figures, I guess that... Well, the goal yeah. is Turtonator usually, I believe. So Yeah, well, because Turtonator hits a lot of good numbers. Yeah. Yeah, especially with the Volcanion EX around and the Muscle Band and... It's so you can good. just continually blacksmith the Turtonator so it can attack again. Yeah. So, so and if with not, oh GX attack, just what? powers up. Well, I said Turtonator can just use its GX attack and power up a Volcanion and itself again. Exactly. Yes. Uh, so Turtonator's uh, GX attack just costs one fire energy and brings back fire uh, five energies from your discard pile. You can attach them to any of your Pokemon as needed. Uh, extremely good um, tech. GX attack. That is definitely something that since we have a deck where it's based on discarding energies, uh, having that GX attack that definitely can bring them back all at once is really, really great. Now, with that, we're going to end our deck of the episode. Uh, congratulations to Sam Jan for uh, running up second place with this uh, great deck. And we're going to move on to our almost last section, and that is Trainer's Mail. We'll be right back. <laughs> Trainer's Mail. We are back at Trainer's Mail, and we're going to hear where we read uh, our listeners' emails. Uh, let's go ahead with the first one. Gator, take it away. And it's from Nathan. Um, seeing as how Lele costs a small fortune, I've been playing around with alternatives. I've found that as long as you're only playing in Sycamore... Random Receiver gives you great consistency at a cost of having access to other valuable supporters. Do you see this sort of spread working in any of the meta decks? It's a little rough not having access to Guzma when I want it, but it is significantly cheaper. Wow, that's a tough question. Uh, Sigma, what would you say? 
they're having access to the other supporters is important. Like, it would be hard to play certain decks without your access to Kukwis and Guzmas. Guzmas are really good to have. Ace Rollers are nice to have. Uh, you really do need other supporters in your deck. But is Random Receiver a good substitute to Lele? Uh, not if you're playing those other supporters, which you probably should be. And not if uh, Garbodor is still running around. Also true. Uh, Mm, you're yes. giving your you're giving your opponent more ammunition, yeah. and it means more of your deck is item cards that will be in your discard. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's it's yes, it's a good idea if for running consistency. But honestly, if that was me, I would not run those, and I would run something like an extra lily, mm. um, mm-hmm. just something that's more geared towards it. There is no functional replacement for Lele. Lele is what it is. Um, you can exist without it, but there's a reason that everyone dropped Shaman in a heartbeat as soon as Lele was available. Mm-hmm. Um, Just pure consistency. It helps you be consistent. And being a, not having Versus Seekers and having access to the tools you need to finish off the game it can be the difference between a win and a loss. Um, if you're looking for a deck that doesn't play Lele and you're trying to save money, Greninja is still a viable option. Yes. Um, you can still play I'm glad Greninja. I wasn't the one to say it this time around. Well, um, it's, <laughs> I mean, it, I, meh. Um, and there's been a couple other decks that aren't playing uh, a ton of Lele. Um, I hate to break this to you, my dudes, but like things are expensive if they're really good. Yeah. And if, if all you're doing is just showing up at your locals and having a good time, there's no problem building your deck around not having a Lele. Um, but if you are trying to be competitive, there's no functional replacement. Yep. So as long as the deck's working for you and you're having a good time, go for it. Yep, you're going to have to definitely come up with the money if you plan to reach high in those championship points. Uh, Lele is part of our... Uh, part of our format whether we like it or not so um it's here to stay if Thank y'all so- would have listened to gator and bought him at 35 dollars, i wouldn't have this problem that's all i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> very true very true thank you so much nathan for uh sending you your emails um uh, sigma go ahead and grab dr mcstuffles okay here's the email from doc mcstuffles jushiro and dudes doc mcstuffles back here checking in for the week and to let you know about all the TCG shenanigans I whipped up. Long story short, I blame y'all for my sev- severe drop in predict- production <laughs> work. <laughs> After you crushed my hopes and dreams of a vile plume deck, I thought it all was lost. But Grim Xcore and some of the other guys on the Discord, quick throw a shameless plug here. <laughs> oh yes, uh, Discord guys, go to our description box here. Uh, and join us there. All the wonderful forums will be found there. The chats you can find if you want to talk TCG. There's always going to be there, willing someone there willing to talk. Suggested a Kingdra deck. My deck definitely isn't all the way there yet. I'm still missing ma- some major trainers and some other supporting mod. Nonetheless, I am surprisingly crushing it. Oh. <laughs> Granted, I'm not exactly facing stiff competition, but... <laughs> It still only took a day to get that EX fighting, oh, EX fighting grass pony reward. Anyways, 
I snuck a few Burning Shadows packs in this week and managed to pull a full art Necrozma GX. Nice. Anyone congrats. want? Just Photoshop me a good stuff while wearing a Doc McStuffins lap coat, and we call it up. We'll call it even. Well, still no good sign off. Doc McStuffles. P.S. What do y'all think of a Honchcrow deck? I'd love to build around him next. I don't remember what Hunch Pro did. Hunch Crow is the one that does spread damage. Um, so if your opponent has oh, damage spread yes. around, it, it does it based on the amount of damage counters that are on your other. You like move them around. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> honestly, you could probably pull something off with Necrozma and uh, Hunch Crow and the baby Tapu Koko. Um, there's mm-hmm. been like some deck lists floating around here and there that use those guys based off that spread damage than using Honchkrow to clean up. It's a little tricky to pull it off, but... Um, hey, so it's good enjoy. It. Yeah, try it and show us. Like, let us see. Yep. Um, with that as, as well, uh, sorry to crush your dreams. It's just that new Vileplume, man. It's just not the old Vileplume, unfortunately. So, uh, I really... We don't see that card going anywhere anytime soon. Um, thank you so much uh, for the offer on that Necros, but... Uh, Guys, if you are going to Photoshop, send that over to Discord uh, and see if our boy here, Dr. Uh, McStuffles, likes your art. Now, moving on to Mikey from Pokemon Crossroads. He writes, Hello, I would like to address this slander that is going around for Metal Pokemon. Clearly, nobody knows anything about the great type and what it can do. Uh Uh-oh, watch out. Strap yourself in. This is one of Mikey's I Love Metal emails. A few <laughs> episodes ago, Jishiro said that Metacross has a hard time against Garbodor Drampa because it uses too many items. That is certainly not the case. I'm not surprised it's not. Metacross doesn't lose that doesn't lose that many items at all. You may use rare candy and ultra ball, but most of your Pokemon search will be via Alolan Vulpix. At that, uh, at the time, VS Seeker was being used mostly, uh, being used, but mostly, you may find yourself with four items in the discard pile. The only time you may end up with a lot of items in the discard pile is if you are forced to use Professor Sycamore and discards tons of, um, items. Now, that isn't fun. The matchup against Garbodor Drampa, uh, is pretty good for Metacross. Uh, there's not many items in your discard so Metacross can't bring down the trash. Uh, Drampa GX can't knock out Metacross GX, and you can heal off the damage with Max Potion. Uh, Drampa uh, Choice Ban uh, on Metacross GX knocks out Drampa GX, though the ability uh, locking Garbotoxin Garbodor will kill Metacross, which was, I believe, my point. One of my points uh, with Garbotoxin will kill Metacross. Turning off Geotech makes it harder for Metacross. You will need to do the same well-timed field blowers to knock off to win that matchup. Knock on those tools so you can win that matchup. I'm guessing you guys will be looking at Crimson Invasions this episode. So I am... Well, not yet. It's not been really... Yeah. Uh, um, so I'm going to give my thoughts on a favorite card of mine from the set, Cartana GX. This card can do nice damage if you attach a double colorless energy and metal energy on it. Hit and then... Um, it would hit and then... If too much damage, um, get on it, run away. Do not understand that sentence. Use Max Elixir and then have you, uh, and then you have another 
ready to go on your bench. May not be top tier, but it's worth experimenting. Everything's worth experimenting. That's 100%. Um, regardless, it's great too. Thanks, Mikey. Mikey, I would like to defend myself. Um... True. Now, like you said, we were when I said this about Metagross, the these this particular matchup was because number one, yes, you specified VS Seeker was still in the meta. We were very heavy on uh, on on those item cards, and number two, Garbatoxing is an issue. If Garbatoxing is down, uh, he was not able to use Geotag, which allows and allow him to recuperate those car, uh, those energies from the discard pile. Field blower does help the case, but you certainly have a certain amount of field blowers to deal with. Um, and as long as you can keep putting tools in Garbatoxing, he can keep on adding them. Now, that being said, doesn't say you're wrong at all. Um, my experience with Garbatoxin against Metacross has always been in favor of Garbatoxin, but that might be just bad players on the net. Uh, what do you guys think? I'm curious to see, Gator, your opinion. Mikey, I've sat with you at a table and I've dined with you. We, we're, we're acquainted. You're wrong. Garbatoxin <laughs> is whooping up on Metagross. Yes, it's possible to pull out the win, but what we're not we're not talking about that it's beatable. We're talking about percentages here. And the vast majority of the time, if the Drampa Guard player knew what they were doing, they would definitely be able to handle Metagross no problem. Yeah. Um so I don't see the strong argument here in your favor on this one, buddy. Um also Metal Pokemon, I like them, I appreciate them, but they just haven't been putting up the results that make them necessary to say that they are good. Um, we judge yeah. decks here a lot of the time based on the results they can get. Theory's great, but if it can't perform when it's time to perform, then it's not much of a deck. Because yeah. um, in theory, a lot of decks are great. So yep. I, I hold out hope for Metal because I too enjoy Metal. I like a little bronzong action in my life. I built two steel, like I built two metal decks at the beginning of the episode. I told you guys. Yep. <laughs> but like, I just, I, I don't know. I reserve judgment. Metagross surprised everyone when Shamansky played it, mm -hmm. but even then, that wasn't a pilot to first. So. Yeah, and it, it definitely says something about the deck when the number one deck that is killing it right now is Gardevoir GX, uh, which is weak against Steel, yet we don't see Metal that much. Well, wait, when Volcanion exists and it's good, like, it's just gonna, it's just yeah. not gonna see the top tables. You're gonna run into Volcanion. It's a cheap deck that people like to play. And it easily just kind of puts... Runs you over. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So, uh, thank you, Mikey. As always, I love your emails. So keep sending them. Uh, as, like, we always say, hey, we all make mistakes. So, if you guys think that, uh, mostly me, um, <laughs> says anything that you might not, you might disagree with, please do like Mikey did. Send me your emails and tell me how wrong I am. Cause honestly, that's the way we all can learn for sure. Now, thank you all for sending your emails. Now we're going to move on to everyone's favorite part, the end of the episode. Which is, who's that Pokemon? Pokemon 15 questions. We'll be right back. Who's that Pokemon? It is that time. Who's that Pokemon? Pokemon 15 questions starts now. We have both our co-hosts here ready to see if they can guess the Pokemon. Uh, you guys know the rule. No Pokedexes. No questions about generations. No numbers. And uh, nothing that is not inside the game itself. Um, lower your browsers. Absolutely no outside help. 
the turn starts with Gator, then Sigma, and goes back to Gator once more. So we have our Pokemon, we have our co-host, let's go ahead and Gator, who's that Pokemon? Uh, is this Pokemon a dual type? Yes. Sigma? Is this Pokemon a basic Pokemon? No. Go for Gator. Okay, so it's not a basic... Hmm. Um, is this Pokemon a part of a uh, stage one line? Yes. Okay. Go for Sigma. So it's a stage one Pokemon then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have to be the, the case because if it's not a basic. And he'll, the babies don't count as basic. Babies count as babies. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so does this Pokemon have any immunities based on typing? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Let's go for Gator. Um, is this Pokemon part normal type? No. Go for Sigma. Okay. Is this Pokemon... Hmm. Does the Pokemon this evolves from mono... Yeah, is this Pokemon that evolves from only have a single type? No. Okay, so they're both dual types. Okay. Um, uh, can this Pokemon be found in the Alola region? Uh, the answer to that question would be... No. Okay. That gets rid of like almost 400 things. (laughs) (laughs) This is helpful. Right. Okay. Is this Pokemon weak to... Hmm. Is this Pokemon weak to fighting? Yes. Go for Gator. Okay, it's weak to fighting, but it's not a normal type, but it uh, has an immunity. Dark uh, Dark is immune to something, Steel is immune to something. Is Dark immune to something? What's Dark immune to? Psychic. Psychic? Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, that said, it could be a different type. It could be like an ice type that is also immune to something randomly, but who knows? We know it's weak to dark, so. Alright. Um, can this Pokemon be found in the Kanto wait, wait, region? Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Uh, what, what did you just say, Sigma? We know it's weak to fighting. My bad. There we go. <laughs> okay. Go, Gator. Can this Pokemon be found in the Kanto region? Uh, no. Okay. Go for Sigma. This is question number 10. Five questions to go. Okay. So it's... Hmm. Weak to fight. Let's see. Unova is not a great region to ask about, but well, I, I was just thinking there's a lot of dual types in it, and that uh, kind of thing. Yeah, but if it's weak to fighting, that means it's probably if it's either a dark or steel type, then it's Magnum. Might well, it can't even be Magnemite in Kanto. Uh, it would have been like Houndoom. Yeah, <laughs> true. Never mind. Um, Bad question. No, not a random dark quest, dark Pokemon, I think. 
Uh, so, but I, like, I think it probably is from. Hmm. Yeah, let's, I'm gonna do the question. Yeah, from you, can this Pokemon be found in Unova? Yes. Go for Gator. Hmm. So it could be like some, or it could be something like Scrafty. Um, right. Scrafty has an immunity. Scrafty is immune to the psychic, uh, but it could also be like a Steel. Is there a dual type Steel Pokemon there? For stage two or stage one? Ground mm, Excadrill. Uh, yes. Um. Hmm. Um, Mandibuzz is also... Not weak to fighting. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, flying resists, so... What about Bisharp? Was that weak to fighting? Dark yes, Steel? it is. It's super weak to fighting. <laughs> but does it have an immunity? Ooh, that's... It has two immunities. That's true. Um, all right, do you want to just ask... We can just ask if it's a dark type and just get that cleared uh, up right now. Yeah. Uh, is one of this Pokemon's type dark? Yes. Go for Sigma, question number 12. Okay. Uh, let's see. So we're looking at probably Bisharp or Scrafty. Uh, we could also be looking... What other stage one dark types are there? Or stage one double type dark types? Because Zoroark isn't a dual type. No. Um... Oh, wait. I don't think it can be drill verb. Or it can't... Uh, well, we just found out it's a dark type, so that doesn't matter. Um, hmm. um, we could check if Ash had the Pokemon. Did he have he a, had a number of these? Oh, God. Uh, I think he had a, a Scraggy. Um, <laughs> I believe he had a Scraggy, but I'm not 100% sure on that. So, Bisharp and Scrafty are the only ones I could think of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stage one dark types aren't too... Or stage one double type, dual type dark types aren't Do you want to ask the... Wait, is Scrafty weak to fighting? It is. Fighting doesn't resist fighting. Okay. Um, we can ask if it's Steel is the second typing. <laughs> we can ask if it has two immunities... Um, but I think that only gets steel as the second typing. So Wait, yeah. what about Weavile? Uh, yeah, Weavile's in. Okay, it's yeah, Weavile uh, is dark ice, and it is in. But that wouldn't. It's that would be weak to fighting. Yeah, and you can find it in Unova as well. Um, so it could be one of those three. Uh, we could ask if it's times four weak to fighting. Yeah. Sounds good. And that'll... Okay, yeah. Is it times four weak to fighting? No. Okay, so, so that... That's crafty, then. Unless there's something else we can't think of, but... Question number 14. Is it... Should we ask if it's also a fighting type before we... Or, yeah, do we lose if we guess the wrong thing? Yeah. Okay, so we should probably ask if it's also a fighting type so we can... What about stuff like skunk tape? Or skunk skunk tank tank? Poison resists fighting. Okay. Uh, so that would knock out Drapion too. What yep. about Crawdont? Was that in Unova? 
Uh, it might be. I can't remember if it is or not. That's why I say we should ask if it's also fight. Well, we should ask if it's also water. No, we should ask if it's fighting because yeah, but torpedo also counts then. Ooh. Um. But I guess that singles it out either way. So. All right. Yeah. Um. Is it weak or is it uh, also a water type? No. Okay, so then I think the only thing we can guess is Scrafty, then. Yeah, that's your guess, then. Yeah. Make it make it official. Is it Scrafty? <laughs> it is Scrafty! Congratulations, guys. Uh, that was a good one. All 15 questions, although you already had the idea by, like, number 10. You just need to yeah. narrow it down. But that was I an excellent it... game, for sure. What was that, Sigma? I said, yeah, it was. we had to bounce it around a lot, though. <laughs> definitely well that brings the show to an end unfortunately we have to call it a night uh but if you like what you hear and you want to be even more part of the community please 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 just go ahead and join us in the community we go to our twitter at puckle podcast uh our facebook at facebook.com forward slash puckle po- who says forward slash god i'm old <laughs> slash puckle podcast um Go also go to our group in uh, podcast and uh, Facebook, which will be slash a um, Puckle TCG for a specifically TCG group. We go uh, go to our Reddit at r Puckle Tumblr r can, slash Puckle slash r slash <laughs> Tumblr uh, at uh, PucklePodcast.tumblr.com and make sure you review uh, review us in iTunes every single time you review us. It helps boost boost the show and more people can see it and be able to hear it um and of course if you're able if it doesn't come to you eating or not if you have the extra income please go ahead and donate to us at pay become a patron patreon.com and uh there uh every single cent that you guys pour into puckle goes straight back to you the community that's how we buy all uh our equipment that's how we make all the events happen and that is how we just improve upon the community overall and with that, again, our Discord. We can't just get tired of saying the Discord. Please, please, please join us there. All things Puckle, all things Pokemon, 24 hours a day. You're going to find people to talk to there and coordinate for trades, coordinate for battling, everything from PTCGO to all the Pokemon versions. So please join us at Discord. Uh, of course, the link is in the description uh, box. With that, Gator, always a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Uh- of course, of course. It was my pleasure as well. And Sigma, welcome aboard. <laughs> and for those of you listening at home, you can already tell the Ford sweet, sweet music of that guitar. That is that time. That time is the night.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.